Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome to another episode of When I Was On My Mission. I am your host, Brian Jensen, and really excited to have one of my oldest friends, Sam Baldwin, on the podcast with us. Sam, welcome. Hello. Thank you. You you are, no, thank you, Sam. <laughs> so excited to have you. For everybody out there, I've known Sam since, you know, as long as I can remember, um, grew up with him and have been good friends for a long time. And Sam served a really interesting mission, which I'm going to let him tell us about. And I've just been excited to to get him down here and tell a story to us. And Sam, before we jump into it, I just want to ask you a couple questions about your mission to get things rolling. So first, where did you serve? I served in Madagascar, in the Madagascar Antenna Nadibu mission. Awesome. And what years? Summer of 07 to 09. Is it is it English? Is it a foreign language? I speak Malagasy. Malagasy. What's the time in the MTC to learn Malagasy? So when I was there, it was... Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Uh, now I think it's shorter. Okay. Is it, I mean, it sounds like totally unrelated to any yeah. type of romance language or, or anything. We yeah, it so. is. It is. As far as like grammatical rules and whatnot, it's most closely related to like Polynesian languages. Oh, okay. It's like a mix of like Polynesian, Indonesian, Arabic kind of. Just, so it's kind of unique. Not the hardest language to learn, comparable with, you know, French and Spanish, maybe those kinds of languages. Got it. And do you have any opportunity to speak Malagasy? I don't. Okay. Never. <laughs> never. It makes me sad. <laughs> that is a bummer. I did go back a few years ago and visit, and I was surprised how it all kind of came back. We went back to Madagascar. To I did, yeah. After that, yeah. Did you go by yourself? Did you go some? I did one by myself. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Very good. And one more question before we before we jump into the story. What do you miss the most about your mission? What's or maybe not the most, just one thing that you miss about being out there? Well, for food, it's vonsaburi, which is this like peanut bean kind of okay. thing. And that was delicious. I miss the people. The people are awesome and just had such a positive impact on my life. They're just they don't have a lot. It's one of the poorest countries in the world. But the people are just so, so good and they, they were awesome. So I miss, you know, just the friends that I had there and also just generally they're awesome people. Same feelings about, about North Carolina. So why don't we just jump right into it, Sam? Yeah. I was in Madagascar at a very unique time. First, I just want it to be clear that like I love Madagascar. <laughs> I love the Malagasy's. Like I said, yeah. a super positive impact on my life that will never fade. Like a mission is super hard and for some of the time you're just malnourished and you just never have uh, solid poops for two years. <laughs> it's normal and it's fine. It's, it's just life. Yeah, it's just life. But I was there like at a very unique time where there was a coup. Oh, wow. So the president who coincidentally like 10 years before had taken power by a coup. People weren't happy with the president for whatever reason. They're still poor is kind of the big one and so there was this mayor guy who was overtaking the president okay so this was like the last six months of my mission okay. was when this was happening but january of 09 is when like a lot of this political unrest was kind of ramping up okay um 
And then it all kind of came to a head on, you can Google like February 7th, 2009. That's like when the riots happened. Oh, wow. So there were these riots and then they all, they kind of went on for months, you know? So for like those kind of two weeks around February 7th, we weren't allowed to leave. So we had to stay in, you know, and some people were in kind of volatile areas. Like we'd get calls from missionaries, like there's tear gas coming in the window. We're like, all right, don't go outside. And then kind of for the next few months after that, we had to be in by six okay. just to like be safe and whatever. But so, I mean, let me just ask you a little bit yeah. about that. So, so it sounds like you were in a leadership position at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On you. yes. Was it ever dicey? Like were they ever yes. calling you with like really crazy stuff that was going on? So they would call and like, there's like tear gas coming through the window. Yes. We're like, put towels on the windows. Like, what do you do? There's <laughs> nothing you can do. Like you can't go get them and they shouldn't leave. So it's like, I appreciate you letting us know, but we can't help you. <laughs> like you're on your own. This is why we pray, you know? So like, we're like, don't leave the apartment. And they're just like tears in their eyes. The mission president wasn't always there. I was going to ask, that's where I'm going next. Because Madagascar technically, well, actually, La Reunion and Mauritius are part of the mission. Okay. But if you, there's some missionaries over there who speak French. So okay. he was kind of hopping around. Got it to these different places. So he wasn't there all the time. And he just kind of trusted us to like figure it out, you know? <laughs> so like we you got did, it. You got you it. Other Baldwin. Yeah. And there was a lot of like people were worried because the US embassy had left. So they left because the US <laughs> won't recognize a coup, right? Right. Okay. It's like we don't recognize new and just kind of when all this so happened. So they need to get the embassy out quickly. So, so they right. left. And so you have all these like there weren't very many. There were like 50 missionaries, yeah. right? When I was there. You know, 95% are from Utah, California, Arizona, yeah. you just have all these like moms who are like, you know, they hear the embassy leaves. They're like worried about their son. Yes. Like we were fine. Probably. I don't know. But like, you know, you have all these upset, worried parents, you know, should they pull out? And then you have the missionaries who I don't want to come home early. And then like yeah. have six months, you just like came home, you know, the half probably wanted to come home to like be done yeah. and the other get reassigned. Like no one wants that. Yeah. So like all this was going on and on, February 7th, if you Google it, there's just stop. It was kind of a bloodbath. Like the people rushed the Capitol oh, and no. then just kind of got mowed down. Oh, no. So, like, this happened, and that's like kind of what led a lot more of this. And then there were more protests and stuff. And like a month later, like the military people are kind of sick of killing their own people. Oh, my God. So then they kind of stop. And then it's just mass riots and just you know taking all the stuff from like the grocery stores and no one's stopping them and and then there's people on both sides some some want the new you know mayor to be president some want the old guy and not really fights but protests that would kind of turn into fights but like you would hear gunshots and crazy there would be stuff and i have just a couple stories about this going on okay so meanwhile like we're still doing missionary work we would stay out of the politics we're not taking sides like we're here for jesus and we're still doing missionary work people are still joining church like church still goes on life still goes on but there's kind of obviously this stuff going on and sometimes certain areas would be shut down and like meanwhile the mission office for the southeast africa area was in south africa they would like call once a week and be like okay what's like your contingency like we had to have like a plan in case we had to get everyone back and out like in a day or something but it never got to that yeah that's kind of the background and just also from like a ecclesiastical standpoint or just general standpoint in madagascar are they familiar with Christianity or is it? Yes, is very it, okay. Christian. Okay. Most people go to church on Sunday. Oh, okay. So it was just 
you know, helping them, teaching them about the restoration, about the Book of Mormon, right. about okay. what differentiates. But that was one hurdle we didn't have to worry about. Most most everyone believed in Jesus, and whether they went to church or not, they would believe Christianity and then Jesus and the Savior and all that. Got it. So that was nice not to have to worry about. That would be difficult to teach. Um, okay, so first story. So I was in the office, and we had to take an elder to the airport because he was going to South Africa to get some medical care Okay, because the medical care in Madagascar is not great. Have you seen Band of Brothers? Yeah. You know, both of them Pacific and first Band of Brothers, you know, the Bastogne episode with the medic. Yes. So like, kind of like that's the level of medical care (laughs) we're talking about, except the medic in, in Band of Brothers had better uh instruments and, <laughs> and better medicine than what was happening in madagascar okay so just for those of you listening not that great not that great. I, I think it's a good, so a he had some place. issue and he had to go to south africa so okay. we were taking him and his companion we had this like just you know a little pickup truck and we had kind of heard that there were some riots in one area so we we're going to take the long way okay so my companion was driving i was in passenger seat and the two in the back in the cab of the truck and he had actually learned to drive a stick. I'm like, we're sharing drive. I'm not driving it all the time. You're yeah. gonna learn. So he's just like learning. Like, uh, so we drive like kind of the back way, and like on this road to go up this hill to go around. And we're on this like tiny cobblestone road. All the roads are crappy cobblestone. And like honestly, like as narrow as this room, okay. with like tables like this on each side of people <laughs> selling fruit and stuff. And we're just going up, you know. Da, 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 da. And then off in the distance, we kind of hear some like gunshots and like like K forty seven like pop pop pop. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a toy gun. Yeah. If you hear it like shooting in the distance, we hear this like pop 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 pop. Clearly, there was like a protest or something. And one by one, these people start running down to us and past us, uh-huh. and we're like, I'm like we got to turn around, like, turn around, turn around. So he's like doing a sixty point turn to like maneuver the truck, and meanwhile more people are running down past us stuff's getting thrown and we hear gunshots in the distance and we're finally like turned around and there's just masses of people oh. just like running past us you seen if you seen world war z yes <laughs> okay, you know there's like the uh the six zombies and they all kind of avoid them yeah oh yeah that was kind of like us like everyone was running but like no one was touching us they were like running past us and down and we like finally got turned around. And then there was this guy right in front of the truck who got hit in the back with a brick and it kind of like crumbled on him, you know, like Adobe brick or whatever. And he turns around and he has a gun in his hand oh and he's gosh. pointing it right at the truck, like right at us, right at the person who he thought threw it, True. you know, who was right in front of the truck. He's pointing it like right at the truck. Oh at the windshield. It's like, like, what's that? It's like a handgun. Okay. Yeah. Oh it's God. happening really fast and we're all just kind of speechless and he raises it up and then he like puts it down and then he goes on but like that was it and then we got down through the people and we got out of there that was a time when i just it was this wild time we like we were doing what we we're supposed to and we like felt like the lord's protection it was so scary just getting staring down the barrel of a gun yeah right? you're just trying to like check yeah. under the dash <laughs> not really making it under <laughs> Let me ask you about that though. So do you remember like a feeling of protection while, while that was happening? I remember being scared, but then when he put it down, why else would he put it down? Everyone was shooting around him. 
he had gotten hit it's, in the back of the brick. The brick. It's natural yeah. to turn around and shoot. I felt like something had stopped him from shooting through our windshield, which was really cool. Yeah, and it was that's awesome. amazing. So then we went to the airport and dropped him off and made it back, and it was, it was all good. Wow, that's incredible. I'm excited for round two here. So that was the first one, and then another similar story with a different companion. This was before that. We were going south of town, and like, Madagascar is a big place. 30 million people, right? No, wait, I didn't know it was 30 million. A ton, million, which is like 15th biggest country in Africa. Wow, okay. Like, which is way big. The Antananarivo metro area is probably like 4 million or something. So it's a big, it's a city, big city, yeah. Tons of people, tiny little rice bodies. But like, okay. like I'm bigger than most of the people Got it. Okay. there. And so he was driving. I was in the passenger seat. And we're driving down um, south of town to go to the area to visit some missionaries. You know, so like we were two white in shape tie shirt dudes. And there were these rumors going around that the president, Mark Ravulamanana, <laughs> had hired South African mercenaries oh my to come protect him because I told you that they like stopped protecting the president and he didn't want to leave. So he hired, which I don't know if that was ever true. And for words in Malagasy that they don't have a word for, they would just use the French word, okay. which the word for missionary is missionera, right? We just say, hey, we're missionaries, missionera. And the word for mercenaries is mercenaire. Oh, no. So like all of a sudden we hear these sirens and by and what were you what were you doing like what were you driving on the road, on the road. We we're oh, going, to, going visit to visit missionaries like in, in, in an area okay. south of town okay and so we're driving we hear sirens and by sirens i mean a dude leaning out the side of a car blowing a whistle <laughs> <laughs> so we're hearing sirens you know and we're like and so all these <laughs> he's got a cars, flashlight exactly. those are the lights <laughs> no, i'm like not even kidding <laughs> yes <laughs> come past us these cars and then these big trucks and they like military style trucks or? like you know uh indiana jones yeah and there's the big truck with the canvas on the yes. side and yes. it's like all these henchmen come out the side yes. and yes. so that's what it's like these indiana jones trucks pull up the cars pull up traffic like right in like we're at the front you know pull over to the side for like some blockade for some reason we were in the front of it and then suddenly indiana jones style canvas rolls up and all these little Malagasy soldiers come up <laughs> and like, they can't, they don't look older than 16, 17. Okay. And they're there and we're like, ah, oh, and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And we're like, Missionera, Missionera. And they're like, mercenary, mercenary. We're like, no, no, we're not mercenaries. And then they're like telling, like, these are the mercenaries. We're just in white shirts, a tie, a little plaque, driving this truck. We don't have weapons, we don't have anything, but we are whites and we look South African and we're saying missionera that sounds like mercenary. Like, oh. And this dude, they've got like, I don't know the proper term, either a bazooka or an RPG. Okay. He's like turning it at our truck. He's like yelling at Elder Jack and Elder Jack's like, where do I go? Where do I go? Like, I don't know where to go. And they're like, you got to get out of here, you know? And we're like, we're not mercenaries, we're missionaries. And they're like, whatever, like you gotta go. Cause something was happening. Cause we were going south of town. That's also where the president was hanging out at his oh like, my gosh. So like, you gotta get out of here. So we're like, again, trying to like turn out of traffic. <laughs> And this kid that all it takes is one, you know, stray finger and he's yeah. shooting this RPG at <laughs> our truck. The missionaries get blown up. Someone's <laughs> got to write a letter home to my parents. We regret to inform you that your son was killed in action. <laughs> exactly. So that was it. So then something went on and it was like kind of like eerie. You know, the end of the birds. 
And then, like, everyone's like, <laughs> let, me, let me just say, let me just, I've, got, I've got to say something like This has been hilarious. And I appreciate all of the movie references. <laughs> to it's like the only way you don't know how to yeah, describe know. it. But like, yes. the end of the birds, birds have just attacked this town and then they like stop, but no one understands why. It. Okay slowly turning the truck around in like silence as we like drive away and then we just got out of there and i don't know what happened but like we got out of there oh my god we're like and, and we're talking he's like i think he was pointing the rpg at us i'm like i don't even know what was happening we're just trying to get out of there so what do you do after encounter do you just call it a day and you're like you know what we're probably <laughs> yeah i don't even remember just, just hang out yeah so so you're on the way out of town you somehow find your way in front of a military convoy yeah and like a blockade yeah. and a blockade set up you stop at the blockade dudes roll out indiana jones style and point an rpg startled at everyone was startled oh my you know that is yeah. wild and so let me ask you like you had the rpg pointed at you and this was before the story you just told us this about was before the other story so was it like kind of a letdown to have a pistol pointed at you after you <laughs> had an rpg the pistol <laughs> was more imminent <laughs> the rpg was he was kind of hanging around like with it on his shoulder just kind of nonchalant oh, okay and then the when he like heard like, the word like mercenaries like but jokes aside sam that is incredible yeah like, it was I, awesome i think back to my mission and had none of this like this this was <laughs> just so foreign to me and I've, I've had you know conversations with people that served in russia or these different areas story. that yeah are incredible like this was so foreign to learn about these types of experiences and i just you know for these types of stories it's really kind of inspirational to hear about the protection that that you that you feel that you had there were a couple of times i felt protected on my mission but never as eminent as this but it, it also is just like the real world stuff like that still goes on in a lot of countries especially in africa we have problems here in the u.s sure um, but it kind of it just gives you perspective to be like well we're not dealing with a coup and you know maybe politics has its positives and negatives with people on both sides upset and whatnot but there's a civil way to do things and i hope that we can do that because the alternative is just mayhem where lots of people die and upset and it just leaves your country in ruin that's an incredible perspective that that i don't think you get you know yeah. without actually living it just one more question kind of story related what did your mom think about this did oh, you, we didn't, did i you never told never told <laughs> they, my parents were great and would have been fine but i didn't want to like worry them, worry them. my emails that. home were awful we're, all good <laughs> and then i was there at the same time as brady tolbert so he was the same mission as i didn't know that yeah so brady was there and brady was awesome awesome missionary but brady would write home these like works of art <laughs> and the food da, 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 and the architect you know writing about all this stuff i was just like hey all good we're teaching this guy i hope he gets baptized see brady's emails you know <laughs> see brady's. Just a lot more descriptive about that stuff oh than gosh. i am and i didn't want to worry my parents with these kind of stories you know oh man i'm just fall with brady you get yeah. some stories from him brady, too yeah for sure well i asked this to everybody sam but to kind of frame it you had some dangerous experiences on your mission. I'm sure you had other interesting, obviously spiritual experiences and people who you met and I'm sure fell in love with and just built these amazing relationships. But kind of thinking about all of that, thinking of the danger, was it worth it to go on a mission? Absolutely. I love my mission. Like I said, missions anywhere you go is going to be super hard and has its challenges. But I I love my mission and it it taught me so much. I mean, outside of the gospel, I have experiences like this, but also that's when I really 
you know, you have to decide for yourself whether you're going to study and learn and ask for yourself and get the answers. And really, you know, that's when I solidified my testimony that I've relied on, you know, every day since. And I'm so grateful for my mission, for my companions, for mission president, for all the people I taught, um, for all the people I didn't teach and just the wonderful experiences in Madagascar. We're awesome. Super grateful. I feel exactly the same way. And just something that I've been reflecting on a little bit as I've done some of these more recent conversations is it really is this time you have to go and experience the world that you will probably never get again, you know, yeah. and it, it just is incredible. I couldn't say you say it better than what you just said. So thank you, Sam. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for letting me share. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at when I was on my mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.